0: Star Wars fans, and welcome to another episode of Coruscant Radio Underground, presented by thesciencefictionary.com. dot uh, com. It's me, Andrew, and Marisha.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And we may be getting people back. We may not. I don't know. It may just be us forever.
1: It might might as well be. We're pretty great together. Yeah,
0: we may have to let you know some of the Padawans come on the show every now and then.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll just get guests sometimes. We got we got a couple of guests in mind for different things.
0: That's true. And uh, so we'll, we'll get back to having some guests on. Our, our life is still a little bit chaotic right now with uh, half the house being boxes.
1: Only for like one more week, love. Yeah, I know.
0: We got to get it done.
1: Got to get it done. It's driving me bananas. So if, if the internet notices that Marisha seems a little off her rocker, it's because our house is full of boxes. Now you know.
0: Marisha really hates boxes. Almost as much as Indy hates snakes.
1: Exactly. You would never know <laughs> that Marisha... Boxes. <laughs>
0: Why did it have to be boxes?
1: Yeah. You never know by looking at the state of my house for the, well, entire duration of our marriage that I hate boxes. Because, you know, that may or may not be my preferred cleaning method is, oh, no, we've got company coming. Throw They're everything a in a box. box.
0: <laughs> but it's been a... An interesting week in the Star Wars fandom. It has, yeah. I mean, we've had some big announcements. We've also had some complete chaos in in the Twitter fandom uh, world, and that's and what YouTube. Twitter's for.
1: Um, it's for drama. Yeah, uh,
0: man, it just it kills me seeing it, and I see people say how terrible, I you know they just need a break from the fandom. How terrible the Star Wars fandom is, and you know what? I don't buy it. No, it's really just Twitter. It, it's Twitter. It's YouTube. It, it's people on the internet that can say things behind a screen, and
1: there are no consequences. But the
0: thing is, is we go to cons. We go to 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 several cons a year. Some of mm-hmm. them are really big cons. We interact and, with a lot of people, and we see. You know, every once in a while, you'll somebody will make some smart aleck comment and every once in a while you'll get somebody who just has no tact get up to a microphone and say something rude to an author
1: right Um, apparently somebody was super rude to ek Johnston at it
0: it happens you got people that are just that way but overall i don't care what anybody says star wars is the best fandom
1: it's true it is there's nothing else like it no and there are always going to be... I mean, there are people who just making other people feel little makes them feel big. Yeah. And some of them happen to like to talk about Star Wars to make people feel little.
0: You know, in any group of people as big as the Star Wars fandom, mm-hmm. you're going to have them rotten apples.
1: Yeah. You just are.
0: Yeah. And and the internet gives those people a louder voice than they ought to have.
1: It's the truth.
0: You know, the thing is... is you know, if you're listening to our show, I hope you love our show. I hope you listen to it. And we've got a handful of, of people who, you know, are, are loyal listeners. And honestly, I hope you don't agree with everything I say.
1: Because that makes life more interesting. I don't agree with everything you say. You don't. We argue on here
0: all the time. And and the more people are on, the m- the more disagreements we have. We actually have a, a pretty wide-ranging mm-hmm. group here on, yeah. our, on our own podcast when everybody's here. Yeah, And... But seriously, like I don't I don't want to just talk to people who only agree with everything I say. I hope that right. you will listen to me and if I dis- if I have a differing opinion than you, I'm still going to be respectful of you and your opinion. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm
1: not gonna tell you I disagree. Right. But art is subjective, and that's the thing about art is open to interpretation and people feel differently about it you know the the one thing that one person loves will be the exact same thing that somebody else just can't stand and that's that's what
0: art does yeah no we want to we want a community of star wars fans yeah who can treat others with respect yeah but i don't want everybody that's part of kind of our little group here in our little corner of the internet i don't want everybody to be exactly the same
1: yeah that I mean that that just isn't nearly so interesting
0: I encourage you, you know, as as a Star Wars fan, of course you're going to want to hear some people that think a lot like you. Yeah. Listen to people that disagree with you. Listen to people with a completely different view than you. You might have to look for the podcast that has a differing opinion that you can actually listen to, but
1: listen to people with different opinions. Might I even suggest that's a useful skill in life?
0: Absolutely.
1: I mean, I've just, you know... As, as I've kind of gotten to be, as I've gotten older, I've realized, you know, when I was young, I sort of thought that everyone I disagreed with was just evil. You know, like you disagree with me on this really important thing. So, you know, you're a terrible person. And as I've become more aware of other people and their points of view, I, I can see that there are still people that I agree with disagree with rather on some of the most fundamental things um but they came to their their life experiences have informed their stances and the things that they value and in have influenced their stances but most people really want what's best for themselves and the people around them they want what's best for the world yeah um, and sometimes we disagree about how to get what's best for the world. But I think that most people really want want things to be better.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And And, you know, I don't want to be an echo chamber for any like single group. No. And I don't want my audience to be an echo chamber to just validate everything I say. So if you have a different opinion, if you have the same opinion or a different opinion, we want to hear back from you. Yeah, like definitely like we want to a community that we can interact with
1: excellent definitely
0: so it's been a it's been an interesting week as far as news um of course force Friday's coming up next Friday yeah and they announced they had a reveal live reveal show on starwars.com
1: yeah it was just real fun
0: um yeah it was, it was fun they uh of course anytime they bring Warwick Davis on it's right. gonna be good' he's, he's such a good host yeah he um, really is so there was some. It was a little weird. I kind of thought that I felt like just the crew might have been his audience, <laughs> right? Because it didn't feel like a like a actual audience. Yeah.
1: The, it, if if they, they were they trying were, to
0: give it a vibe like it had an right. audience, but it. I don't think it was a real audience. I Maybe think
1: not. Was- yeah. I... I was like, okay, like none of his jokes are landing. Like everybody's, it's like silence. It's like, geez, that's a terrible audience. And Andrew says, I don't think it's a real audience. It's, and it's like, well, that would make a little more sense, you know, if it's just the crew there trying to, you know.
0: <laughs> but it's um, it was a lot of fun. They had some cool stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, some of the Black Series stuff. I'm ready to get my hands on the uh, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. The two, the the ones they're calling carbonized. Right. Figures the uh mm. Cara Dune and the Mandalorian. Yeah. Those two figures I'm I'm anxious to get my hands on. As far as stuff I want, that was about it. I don't I don't go out and buy custom Xbox controllers. They're cool, but um Xbox controllers don't last. Right. Not, and we're in
1: our house anyway. <laughs> no. So
0: I, I just don't you know, stuff like that. Now if I catch that that uh 2 terabyte hard drive expansion, yeah. that was the, the fallen fall yeah, order fallen order themed, I might would go for that one. Mm-hmm. If I found it at a decent price. But yeah. I suspect it's going to be a little pricey uh, yeah, next Friday. Probably. Um some of the figures I the, I think the black series figures for me were the thing that that I liked the most. There were some cool Lego sets, but I yeah. just I don't really do Lego sets and I you know the kids I'll eventually start letting have Lego sets, but right not now, right now. Are you I kidding? can only imagine how big of a mess Elijah could make with...
1: How much pain... Do you know how much it hurts to step on Lego bricks? I do. I had Legos as a kid. It is not a fun experience. And I mean, I could just see... I mean, a Lego explosion. I mean, already, like, you're taking your life into your hands to walk through our house right now around Log all wheels. of Elijah's cars. Oh, my gosh. The cars, y'all.
0: Hey, at least the Hot Wheels aren't stacked at the top of the stairs anymore.
1: Right? Yeah, that was the best.
0: Um, what did you see in the? Uh, you know, as far as Force Friday reveals, did you see anything that like you really want to get I your just hands have to on?
1: I Um, you know that droid's really cute. The I really kind of I want to kind of want that d. Like whenever I was in Florida. I went to the Disney Disney store outlet and they had one of those big, like, you know, 18 inch BB eights. Mm-hmm. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad, but my husband told me not to spend all the money. So yeah. I didn't buy it.
0: <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of good good stuff and and uh
1: now those Galaxy of Adventures figures, they were a little bizarre looking. <laughs>
0: Some of the figures, the Black Series figures, they do a really good job with.
1: And the um, Forces of Destiny figures were really, most of them. The Chewbacca was creepy looking. (laughs) The Chewbacca was, it it looked like one of those original Planet of the Apes characters. Yeah. But as great as the, um, the Galaxy of Adventures cartoon looks, I kind of hoped that the figures would be a little more to my liking. I don't know. Maybe maybe the rest of the world loves them. They just weren't my favorite.
0: Well, let's just, uh, I guess the biggest news of the week, let's just go ahead and jump in. Kevin Feige doing a Star Wars movie.
1: How crazy is that? You know. I am optimistic.
0: I, I am too. You know, Feige has always, you know, been very willing to talk about how big of a Star Wars fan he is. Yeah. So it's really no surprise. There were rumors a while back that he might be taking Kathleen Kennedy's place. Like they might hmm. be working on that. Um, it could still happen. Uh, you know they they could if they're talking about doing a movie together. The the thing about it is, you've got the two highest producing film producers, yep. money wise, ever. ever. <laughs> doing a star wars movie together yeah yeah and there's no telling who they'll bring on to direct it or who they will cast in it Mm -hmm. i'm still kind of a fan of casting relative unknowns in star wars i'm definitely with you on that i'm not it's okay having a big actor here and there yeah but by and large I, i just want new faces yeah in star wars i don't want to be like oh well there's you know one of the big ones today was Chris Evans and Chris Evans might be a lot of fun in a Star Wars movie but then there's part of me that's always going to go hey there's Captain America in Star Wars right and right
1: well know. it was kind of like whenever um they cast Siler as, um Spock as Spock it's like it took a little while to get past i he was a great Spock he did a wonderful job but it was like but he's the serial killer from Heroes, <laughs> you know. Like this is, like this is a kind of a jump for me to kind of, I mean, well, and here's the thing: Marvel has, by and large, cast unknowns, I mean, with a few notable exceptions. You know, Robert Downey Jr. Um, well, I uh, mean, Chris, Chris Pratt Evans
0: wasn't an unknown.
1: No, but he wasn't like an A-lister.
0: He had been in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, I'd never heard of him. But I mean, I mean, he had been in. He was in the Fantastic Four. That's true. I guess. All right. Well, maybe not
0: then. Um, You know, he had not been extraordinarily successful. But they're not casting Tom Cruise. They're not. He had always kind of been typecast as a jerk. Right. I mean, that was the character that he played. He right. just kind of played a jerk. I mean, yeah. that's what he showed up in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Just to show up and play a jerk. Right. And, uh,
1: and then so they cast him as the king cast, of the nice guys.
0: Right. When they cast him as Captain America, everybody kind of went, wait a minute. How's mm-hmm. that going to work?
1: Right. He did a great job. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, in uh, Thor had never... I mean, he had been in a single American film. He was... He showed up for, what, three minutes as um George Kirk in the first Star Trek movie. Yeah, is that the only thing he had done at that, that time? That is the only thing he had done it at that time, yeah, before he was cast
0: so in Thor. Marvel has always done a good job of 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 bringing in big big names to support Ex- Yeah, exactly. the the new people. Right. So it's not just a whole cast of People unknowns. we've never heard of, right? But so, but generally you, you your know, title you do characters, this, and then you bring in Samuel L. Jackson to kind of
1: be Nick Fury, yeah, right. So, uh, I mean, but that being said, they did. You know, Alec Guinness was certainly, you know, a veteran. I mean he he was, an, yeah. Um, and then there's, um, oh, Qui Gon. The name is going, Liam Neeson. You know, he was. Yeah, he had been a big deal for a very long time
0: yeah so that they, they there's always been a history with star wars of of having these bigger names
1: but usually as kind of your but usually as your sort of mentor characters yep. usually your big names have been you know characters that you're supposed to kind of be you're supposed to feel familiar and comfortable with i guess yeah
0: and they've really i mean they've mostly done that with the new star wars as well yeah Collider had posed the question earlier because now with Kevin Feige coming on and he he made a comment about having already spoken to a big actor about doing Star Wars. Mm -hmm. If you were to cast one character in Star Wars from the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Chris Pratt. See, Chris Pratt would be extremely low on my list of people and I would want to see in Star Wars. And I love Chris Pratt.
1: I think he'd I just, be super fun to do something really different.
0: He might be, um, but at, at this point, he's kind of low on my list. He would be a good, a good Dash Rendar.
1: Yeah, <laughs> is that a poor man's, uh, poor man's Harrison Ford? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. So you would say Chris Pratt? What about you? I don't know. I've done a lot of thinking on that. Well, Over see, the, I hadn't
1: thought about it. That was just my Yeah, departure.
0: There are a lot of actors in the MCU. I, I would absolutely love to see Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen would be mm-hmm. absolutely a fantastic one to bring in the Star Wars.
1: Scarlett Johansson, too. Yeah. She's yeah, pretty versatile.
0: Now, the one person, kind of a much lower profile person, but I think would be fun to bring in, even if he was brought in just to play a character, is bring Sean Gunn in.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one.
0: You know, he did a lot of the stand-in stuff right. from Rocket. Right. So I think that would be a lot of fun to bring him over.
1: Yeah. I'm down to see Anthony Mackie
0: in pretty much anything. But yeah, I he's, really he's think fun. that the the one person, if I was to choose one person right now, off the top of my head, it would be Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. And, of course, we've already got a few crossovers between right. the MCU and uh, mm-hmm. and Star Wars. But, you know, everybody right now is, is riding high on the... They, they want Brie Larson in Star Wars. And I, I just... I'm not totally opposed to it, but I, I don't know... I guess it's a matter... I don't want to bring somebody in just because... Just because everybody's screaming for this actor, like... Ooh. If you've got a character that works for that actor, then yeah. Well, how about in, this
1: but, one? How about um, oh, Mockingbird? Uh,
0: Adrian Pilecki.
1: Ooh, we'd like to see that. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's my I'm, that's my new that's my new choice for scrap the ones I said before. <laughs> that's my new that's uh, my new call.
0: Yeah, a- Adrian Pilecki would be awesome in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would be great. Um, and if you're going TV, I, I would also be. Okay, and of course we're getting uh,
1: uh, Ming na Win, yeah, which that's exciting. She's formidable, you know. Yeah, she's um she's a real she's just she's a, and she's done a lot of different kinds of things. I mean, she voiced for heaven's sake she voiced Mulan back in the day, right? Um,
0: yeah, Clark Clark Gregg dubbed her the Mulan Delorean. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Ooh, speaking of, I'm so excited about the new Mulan movie. Yeah, like I, I want know to see more of it. A bunch of people are all like, "There's no Mushu; it doesn't count. Who cares?" Yeah. I want to see some like real, legit, cool. Well, I want to see it, a it just, martial arts movie I can show
0: to my kids. Yeah, well, and it's further proof that you just can't please everybody. No, because if you make a live action movie, and you make it exactly like the animated movie, you get criticized. Yeah, for that.
1: It's the frame by frame, exactly like Beauty and the Beast. I mean, well, Beauty and was... the Beast
0: and uh, the Lion King got a lot of criticism for that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen The Lion King. I will at some point watch it. I didn't get a chance to go see it in the it's theater. It never my favorite. It was never my favorite animated Disney movie anyway.
1: Now, Cinderella, I loved me some Cinderella. But,
0: you know, the discounting. Basically, you know, people were saying, oh, it has no heart. It has no feeling. You know, talking about the the new The Lion King. But they're totally glossing over the fact, you know, the, the technological marvel right. that that movie is.
1: Well, I think they wanted it to be exactly like Jungle Book. And, of course, they would have complained about that, too, if they would gotten it. Right. I mean, now, I have to say, as far as live-action Disney movies... I think that Jungle Book may have hit the nail on the head a little more than any of the others. Because it managed to retain so much of kind of the spirit of the original movie. But also was different enough to really kind of make it its own thing. Yeah. And that kid, man, he was amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean... That, that, the actor. That's a, yeah. That's a great movie. i Doing a live-action Lion King was always weird, a little questionable to yeah. me. I I think from what I've seen, it looks like they did. I mean, just the fact that they can do
1: that—it's unreal. Yeah. And it's, by live-action Lion King, we mean a completely CGI Lion King.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the whole the whole idea of it was a little weird, but it looks incredible.
1: Yeah, it really does.
0: So, are you excited about Kevin Feige?
1: yes i mean the man has killed it in in the mcu i mean and i know a lot of people are tired of more of comic book movies but i mean literally the man makes a billion dollars every time he makes a dead gum marvel movie what more can you ask for i mean from a movie clearly uh, it's something's working and so yeah, I'm really excited to see him in Star Wars. And I mean, not to say that Marvel has been completely free of drama. You know, there was a, quite a bit of drama around Ant Man and directors and all that. But there's been a lot less of it. We've heard a lot less about it.
0: Well, I mean, it's like anything else. The longer, the more you do it, the, the better you get at it. Right. You know, you're not going to have the th- things fall apart part of the way through, right. or go hire a director who's not completely willing to play ball. I mean. Ant Man wouldn't be what it what what it ended up being, which right. is maybe the most underrated of oh, yeah. all of the MCU.
1: I think that's fair.
0: And you know, it wouldn't have been what it ended up being if not for Edgar Wright. Right, it was his vision. Right, and I they've never said what exactly happened, but probably he wasn't willing. He wasn't wanting to do something. Right. That was messing with continuity. Right. So we'll have to see. I mean, we don't have any other news other than he's doing a movie. It says him and Kathleen Kennedy are doing a movie together. Yeah. So now Christian Harloff over at Collider pointed out that's kind of a lose-lose for Kathleen Kennedy. Right. Because if it's great... Then he gets the credit. Then everybody's going to give him the, you know, or at least a big portion of the fan base is going to give him all the credit. Fair
1: or not. So. And if it's not great, then they're going to be like, look, Kathleen Kennedy can even ruin a Kevin Feige movie. Right. So the question kind
0: of was, and kind of the question that, that Harloff posed was, could this be part of. This movie would likely come out sometime around the end of Kathleen Kennedy's contract extension. Right. Is this part of a transition and handing Feige the keys to the kingdom when this movie's over?
1: It's definitely conceivable.
0: So, I mean, you've got both. You've got the two top-earning producers of all time. You're going to use them. Yeah. And I don't know what that would mean for Marvel. I don't know if Kevin Feige would handle both. Man, can you imagine?
1: When would he sleep? The,
0: th- the Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, is... Can you imagine
1: how much money he would make, though? Good. Right. But heavens.
0: as... as The thing is, is as the executive producer of it, he's already built it. This, this machine over here is already in motion. That's true. And he's got all these people under him right. that keep it in motion.
1: Right. He's probably so, not as much a day-to-day person anymore.
0: Right. So it might be that... Sure maybe maybe he could do both. Yeah. Or maybe he you know I I don't I don't suspect he's going to make comic book movies forever.
1: Right. I and mean, honestly if I'm Kathleen Kennedy I'm maybe a little bit tired of getting the flack for everything that has gone less than stellar with Star Wars for the past 4 years. Well I think
0: <laughs> the suspicion has always been that Kathleen Kennedy will eventually step down at Lucasfilm I think that's always been the intention
1: right the thing is George Lucas got tired enough of the flack he was getting to quit making Star Wars movies so I can only imagine that somebody else would get tired of it
0: yeah but maybe not even for those reasons I mean she's been a big producer I mean she's produced over 70 movies Mm -hmm. top number two uh, income producing producer of all time yeah I just I don't know that she's the kind of person that just wants to make Star Wars movies,
1: right? Like
0: I really expect her to go do other things. She's got a
1: pretty varied uh, resume, and she might want to get back to all the other things. Back back to the yeah, that I mean that's that's. I mean, she might want to go
0: back and work with Spielberg, right? Um, you know, I, I don't. But anyway, that that's uh, excited about Kevin Feige yeah, coming over. So, for sure. um, other things we had. Um, we had a little more stuff come out this week, and uh, you know about the rise of Skywalker, and the hashtag start, started going around. I don't remember what the hashtag was exactly. I, it might have been "Where is Rose?" Hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that are really upset that we just haven't seen anything of Rose, right. and they did release this information um based uh, with the costume design for okay. Rose for this it says Rose has risen through the ranks from lowly engineering support crew to military commander she leads the engineering corps in making the necessary modifications to keep the resistance's gear operational as well as counter fi- as well as countering new advancements in first order technology
1: okay so i mean she's been showing up for Press conferences she's been on the circuit she was one of the like five people that they had at the the reveal yesterday for um the Force Friday stuff so I mean it's JJ J. Abrams just because we hadn't seen her yet doesn't mean Jack Maybe
0: I tend to think that Rose is going to play a very minor role in this movie really? I don't think we necessarily have, well, first of all, we've got a number of new characters coming yeah. into play. True. you got to give them time, as well as your primary time is dedicated to wrapping up this story. Right. So there's just not room. I, I would actually be a little disappointed. I'm actually, I'm actually a little disappointed at the number of new characters we've got coming in. But yeah. I do think a lot of those characters, it, just like most Star Wars movies... Those characters are going to be there for a scene, and then they're gone. They might show up in the background later. You know, we had Simon Pegg in a Star Wars movie, and he was, I mean, he had like a minute of screen time. Right. So... I don't know that the fact that these new characters, and we've always in Star Wars made a big deal out of background characters. Right. Some of these characters just might not really be that big of a deal. Right. In the story, they're just cool. Well, and, and so I think... Star Wars marketing has always capitalized
1: on the cool looking characters. Right. Well, and I think that, um, like, we made a big deal of, like, we're waiting for help to come. Somebody's got to be help. So I think a lot of these characters that we're going to see show up are the long-anticipated help that's coming from the Outer Rim.
0: Yeah, I do too. And and with Rose, I have no problem with the character. I thought she might have been underused or used poorly. But the truth is, I hope they find some other things to do with her, maybe, a, maybe in a spinoff show. Right. I think after this movie comes out, we're going to see them kind of open up the, the toy box and right. we're going to get some, some TV series that fall in this era. I just right. don't think they're willing to really play in this area until they're done making movies. I in think it. so. Yeah. So maybe she shows up in, in a spinoff series or something. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that's a better way to continue her story. Yeah. Um, as far as this, the saga films go, Honestly, I I feel, and I've said this before, and I'm sure this makes some people mad, but her story's kind of told. Yeah. I mean, we want to see her, that she's still there and what she's doing. Right. And that she's been elevated to this new position. But she served a very specific purpose in Finn's arc of this movie. You have the angel and the demon on the shoulder trope. Right. Where for Finn, you've kind of got... You've got Rose over here who's trying to draw him into, like, this is why She's we... She's a true believer. Right. This is why we fight. Right. This is... And, and then you've got... The pessimist. DJ sitting on the other shoulder saying, don't join. Live free. Right. They're all live, bad. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there, there's, no, there's no good guys. There's no good in the galaxy.
1: There's you no been, good guys. There's no bad guys. Everybody's you know, making money off of everybody else. It's a machine. Right. And Finn makes that decision. Right.
0: And for better or worse, that really wraps up Rose's entire purpose. Not that you couldn't give her something else, but that was for for that the entire arc, yeah. reason for her character's existence. Right. Was for basically being Finn's Jiminy Cricket.
1: Right. Well, in much the same way that in the first movie, Finn was sort of the, he was the catalyst for leaving uh, Jakku, for Rey to leave Jakku. That that was the point. His character's point was to get the people where they needed to be to get Rey off of the planet and to, you know, get her to where Han Solo was. That was kind of his purpose. And, you know, and they kind yeah. of, for the next movie, they kind of, you know, kind of gave him an additional... Um, right arc, you know,
0: more of his own, but so so she really served as the driving force for Finn's entire arc. Right. Honestly, I don't know that there's a lot of reason for her, her to have a major part right. in this movie. And for those of y'all who are are fans of Rose, there are plenty of opportunities coming.
1: Yeah. And I to think- bring
0: that character back and give her a more serious role.
1: And and one that's more her own. Yeah. A story that's that's hers where she's not sort and that's of that's
0: the thing. Like if you're in this story, if you're in nine, whatever whatever your character is, you're just a piece of the the finality of the Skywalker saga. Right. So yeah, bring some of these characters back and give them their own story later. Right. This isn't the and movie I think this that... isn't the movie for that.
1: And I think that Kelly Marie Tran deserves something else later because she has been such in spite of the really horrible way that she was treated by a a contingent she has been just a stellar representative for star wars she has been a really excellent and um upbeat and positive voice for star wars and i think that she she as a person deserves to for her character to get a, a more satisfying story later on.
0: They announced a couple of weeks ago that we're getting an Obi Wan series. Yes. And today they announced a director.
1: Oh really? Or at I least missed
0: that. I, I don't know if that means that she's going to be the only director, hmm. or if she's directing episodes. Okay. I, I don't know, but they announced Deborah Chow. Okay. Um, I'm relatively, I'm, I'm really unfamiliar with her work. She's mostly done television episodes. Okay. Um, she's done television episodes for a lot of shows. Okay. So I really don't know what to expect, but she's actually already been on board. She directed an episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, okay. So we will get an opportunity to see her work in Star Wars yeah. before she leads a Star uh-huh. Wars series on her own. Yeah. But. It sounds like somebody was very happy with the work she did on The Mandalorian for her to have have gotten this one. Because this one's a big deal.
1: This is the one that people have been clamoring for ever since Episode 3. Ever since there was talk of new Star Wars movies. This is the one you can't mess up. No. No. Like, The Mandalorian isn't that good? Eh, people are disappointed. You know, the Cassian Andor series isn't good? I mean, people are disappointed. The Obi-Wan series isn't good, and you've got a riot.
0: If you bomb the Obi-Wan series, it may pull the plug on a lot of the other TV shows. Yeah. Um, that that could be damaging right. to the future of Star Wars TV if you bomb that one. Yeah. The Mandalorian is important for the same reason. It's your first foray into TV, live-action right. TV. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got to get it right, which uh, is why they hired John Favreau to do it.
1: And Dave Filoni. You know, I I'm don't optimistic. know. I, there's
0: not a whole lot to say about this news other than, you know, it, it's great that they, you know, they're, it's, they're lining it up. I mean, they're, yeah. it's, it's happening.
1: You know, speaking of things that are happening, I've noticed um, on social media, I've been seeing a lot more of Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. who vo- voiced Ahsoka, Um, doing a lot of things like she's always kind of been involved in star wars but she's been like even more visible you know at ball games with um i I think she was at the that that ball game that kathleen kennedy threw the first pitch out the other day so i'm kind of curious to see i'm kind of expecting to see her showing up again in some capacity other than just clone wars here
0: yeah maybe i i mean one she's out there more because they're getting ready to put another season of the clone wars out there right and it's going she's going to be the the central character yeah uh, i mean but i'm this. not
1: seeing you know i haven't seen matt latner i'm not seeing you know Eden, yeah but um, she
0: has always kind of been one of the faces of disney star wars that's true i mean since i mean really since before disney owned it That's um, true. she was very high profile at star wars weekends at disney was she yeah okay so seeing her around it a lot not necessarily an indication of Mm -hmm. anything she's been a one of the big brand ambassadors for for years
1: yeah well and of course after launching her universe she's been a big i'm not
0: even totally convinced that if they did live action ahsoka that they would use her in fact the longer that they go without doing that i think the less of a chance that happens
1: well she's older
0: right but you're gonna go hire someone who can do at least some of the stunt work. So I don't know. I, I don't even know. I mean, I've always been, I've always been a proponent of bringing. If you did live action Ahsoka, that it should be her, right? But I don't know that that would have. I don't know how realistic that is.
1: Yeah, I don't actually know that I've ever seen her in anything. Um, like I've seen Matt Latiner in live action. You know who voiced Anakin. Uh, Quite a few things, over you know over the past few years. But I'm sorry, Obi Wan. That's what we were talking about. All the
0: yeah. I mean, there's there's not a lot to say about it. It's just interesting news, and it's it's further proof that it's it's becoming
1: reality. Yeah, that was uh, that was my my favorite D twenty three moment. You know, plus his heart. How many hundreds (laughs) of times do you think he's been asked? are you going to be in a Star Wars, you know, when are you, going to, are you going to see you in Star Wars again? And <laughs> He was
0: just so happy to finally be able to say yes.
1: Yeah. I really honestly am a little surprised that, and it may just be a little ways out, um, but he'll be fun, one, a fun one to be on the talk show the talk show circuit here, you know, a little later. Because yeah. I think he's super excited to be doing it. Bless his heart. Every time he's been in anything, all anybody wants to ask him is, when are you going to be in another Star Wars movie? <laughs> yeah so you're christopher robin that's I, nice tell us about the next star wars <laughs> project
0: so yeah i mean he's that, that's exciting that that obi-wan is is in the works now what i'm ready to know and it may already be out there and i've missed it i'm really way more concerned with who's writing it than anything else yeah so i'll be really curious to see i if I if it's out there, I you know I haven't seen it because I'm I kind of part of me kind of hopes that they'll bring some people that were involved with the Clone Wars on board. Yeah, that would be great to to help write that story. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, kind of the last two things we've really got for tonight we got a we got an actual story trailer for. Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it I'm, looks... I'm excited. About, I mean, I don't play video games, but I'm excited about watching you play this one and <laughs> uh, watching the clips, the cutscenes whenever you get done.
0: I'm more excited for that game than I've been for any game as far as for a story in a
1: long time. Yeah. Uh, probably since what? Force Unleashed?
0: Um, Maybe. I mean, we had some, there's been some other non-star Wars games that were story based okay now red Dead redemption That's being right, one yeah. and um yeah you know, there's been a few others and the story was really good on battlefront too it's actually the only thing that i think is good about that game right yeah but it's short
1: it really is like i mean the the cutscenes for that lasted like what 20 minutes. Something crazy? Not yeah, it's, long.
0: It's it's a very, very... As far as gameplay... Now, that game is really about the multiplayer.
1: Right, unfortunately. And, and <laughs>
0: multiplayer games get shorter stories. That's just... Yeah. By nature, that's what they are. That's why they opted to go away from multiplayer for this game and take a chance. Right. And do a story-only game. Mm-hmm. Which they really haven't done since, probably, Force Unleashed. Right. But the trailer looks awesome. I can't wait to play it. Um, But the other thing that we want to talk about tonight, we both just finished the final book of the throne, the new throne trilogy. Yeah. I liked it better than I liked the second one. I didn't mind the second one. I just. It was kind of,
1: it was a little convoluted.
0: I didn't mind the writing style, the back and forth in the timeline as much as you did. Yeah. Um, For you, it may have been more difficult because you, you listened and I read. Right. And so it might be something in there. But the transitions didn't bother me. But it was, I don't know. I just, it's the weakest of the three books.
1: I think so. I think part of the thing with the second book, I feel like the story group had several boxes they wanted checked off yeah, to tie in with Galaxy's Edge. And I just, I really enjoyed this this book.
0: Yeah, this book was a lot better.
1: And we didn't... Well, in the first book was kind of a storyline because we didn't see anything from Eli Vanto at all in the second book, right? He disappeared at the end of book one.
0: We might have gotten a mention or two about his disappearance. Right. But that was the extent of it. I mean,
1: and that was... It was like a... It
0: really didn't feel... It felt like... Anakin felt like the main character in it to me, not Thrawn. Right. And I think that's why... I didn't like it as much as a Thrawn book.
1: Right, And I enjoyed it. It was a it was an interesting it was an interesting read. The second one was yeah, but, but it was I really, really f-
0: more Anakin's and Vader's dynamic with Thrawn. Well, their perspective of Thrawn.
1: Right, but no, I I really enjoyed this third book.
0: I really enjoyed the new characters. Um, yeah, Vonto being back.
1: Pharaoh was a good character. Pharaoh is a
0: fantastic character and. We need to see more of that character, and Admiral Aralani is an awesome character. Yes. A lot of interesting stuff with the Force users uh, within the Chiss race, and we recently sat through a panel with uh, Timothy Zahn at DragonCon, and one of the things that he was talking about was wanting to do or the possibility of doing books centered around the Chiss, I without would, Thrawn.
1: I would so be there for that. Well,
0: he he's written it up to a point now where this book essentially ends with him going to back to Lathal
1: For that final showdown.
0: Right. So according, according to what Timothy Zahn was saying, he can't write anything with Thrawn right. until Dave Filoni decides what he wants to do next.
1: Right, with Thrawn and Ezra. Right. I tell you what though I would I would absolutely after reading that book I would absolutely be there for another book dealing with um well now they've even got a oh, assistant assistant director Ronan yeah over you know they've got lots of in, involved characters characters with within the empire and it, characters within the chess you know that have now had some interaction and have opinions about each other and um i think really have potential for some interesting
0: so i'll tell you what i think timothy zahn was throwing out these ideas at us Uh at dragon con and i think the book i will be shocked if the book's not announced within the next six months yeah i think that he may already be writing the book
1: right yeah so, uh, yeah, I think that that was just like a little like, oh, let's just kind of well, get it." A- well, he
0: kind of did that right before the second throne book was announced right at DragonCon. He right. kind of did the same thing where he was yeah. like, well, what if we did this? And, you know, just gauging audience reaction. And the truth yeah. was the book was already done.
1: Right. I mean, honestly, right now I'm here for anything Timothy Zahn wants to write.
0: Yeah, he he's one of the... He's one of the few writers writing right now that I'm just like, if he wants to write it, let him write it. Right, yeah. Um, I, Claudia Gray is in that same category. Yeah. Th- those two, if they've got Star Wars stories, Honestly, I want to read Honestly,
1: I would be perfectly happy for Timothy Zahn to be, like, actually involved in storylines for one of these TV series that they're going to be working on. I feel like he's done a good job with working within the universe i mean clearly he's a master of, of working within the universe and really making compelling characters
0: yeah some people don't like his writing style really yeah um I, i've seen some complaints uh, you know about his writing but I, he's still my favorite of the star wars writers claudia Gray's a very very close second Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, I haven't read Master and Apprentice yet. I hear it's fantastic. I've I still got to read that. I
1: really enjoyed it. Uh, do we have it? No,
0: I don't have it. I've got to get it. Um,
1: I listened to the audiobook.
0: Like, what were some of your favorite things about the 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 most recent book?
1: Um, You know, just the... The character interaction. I mean, the story was very, very character driven. Like, I kind of felt like the grand events were really just sort of devices for the characters to interact. And the characters had a lot of depth, uh, in that, you know, the sort of even the ones that you sort of felt like were going to be very one note as the story went on, they kind of developed more. They they just, they did develop more character and, and they became more interesting as it, as it were on. And, you know the thing about about these throne books, as you've really come in contact with um, again some some true believers on the imperial side. Mm-hmm. You know, people who believe in law and order. Um, we've got people who believe in law and order, and they want they want what's best for the galaxy, and this is, you know, this is the way to do it. You you wouldn't think that you would start. Sort of lobbying for the empire to win against anybody, but that's sort of where you kind of find yourself in these books because they're people, yeah, you know, they're not evil people, they're actually some of them are very good people who just happen to be on the wrong side of history,
0: right? And he's set up some characters that you know he's talked about doing chess books, but the truth is, he could still do. A book around an imperial fleet, you know the way right. they passed off Pharaoh getting her own fleet, right? At the end, for sure. So we could continue. Spoiler into, alert. We could continue into the, uh, into that, and even up through the Battle of Endor and right, uh, the you know Jakku and, and those things. So to see what happens to her character, but no, the the interesting thing to me, it, it, Zahn is very good. I mean, it's his character, his creation. But he's very good at laying out, laying things out. He gives you the scenario, and then he kind of walks you through Thrawn's process.
1: He must be a very smart man. I'm just gonna say, like the the scenarios that he sort of sets out and the um the engagements that happen. He he's smarter than I am. I think.
0: All right. But yeah, the, the Throne books were, uh, I enjoyed all three books. The first one kind of giving us an origin for Thrawn. Right. And then the third one really showing us the soldier. Right. You know, at the, the height of his power within the Empire. Right. And showing us just how good he is and how even though he doesn't play the political game, he can still use that to his advantage. Right, and the the way he he still he's basically so good at what he does that
1: he's a good enough soldier. He doesn't have to play politics. He just plays war. Right.
0: So if you if you enjoyed any if you've read any of the other throne books, you should definitely pick the third one up and read it. And uh, yeah. we'd like to know what you thought about it as well. Um, somewhere in our plans, I don't know when I we might do it between now and November, because right. once we get to November. Things are going to get Pick, yeah. very, very busy with the new novels, video games, comic books. And prior to then, we're going to get our final, or in our really our first full Rise of Skywalker trailer. Trailer, right. And, you know, the movie's going to be here before we know it. Yeah, it really it's is. It's coming up quick. But Time keeps at, marching on. At some point, we're going to do a Thrawn episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to discuss... The new books, but we're also going to go back and discuss the mm-hmm. original books. I've got to give Marisha's going to have to have an opportunity to read them. Marisha's not yeah. read the uh, heir to the empire.
1: Maybe we'll get us somebody else on here who's read them all. Also,
0: I'm going to reread them, and I know Daniel has read them, but I may try to talk him into rereading them as well. Yeah. Um. So that's maybe we'll get
1: Selena's daddy.
0: I'm not sure when that's coming, but we are going to dedicate a whole episode to yeah. kind of Thrawn then and now.
1: Yeah, that'll be great.
0: So Marisha, do you have anything else you wanted to add?
1: Um, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Well, you got anything going on online? That online? You want people
1: to um, check out? I'm mostly on Instagram these days, um, princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. We've still got lots of pictures from Dragon Con, and of course, it's getting ready to be Halloween and People have expectations. I'm not sure how reasonable people's expectations are, but there's going to be pictures of costumes and lots of them will be Star Wars themes. So you can find us there. Uh, how about you? Where can we find you on the internet?
0: Okay. You can find me running the Twitter account for uh, this show and the Padawan report at site underscore fictionary. You can find me at the sciencefictionary.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter you can uh, message us at Coruscant Radio Underground at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Those are all places we want to hear from you. We want to know what you thought about the show. We want to know what you might want to hear on future shows. Definitely jump in there and, and be part of the show. Also, if you want to um, if you want to help the show out or, again, any other shows that you enjoy, one of the best things you can do for any podcast that you enjoy is to leave them reviews. Reviews help people find the podcast. She's they... getting
1: on to leave a review for you.
0: <laughs> She's listening to more of the episodes than most people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can you can help us out. One of the, the best place really is on Apple Podcasts is to, to leave reviews there. And, mm-hmm. and we would greatly appreciate any review you love for us. And like I said, you know, it's one of the best things you can do for any podcast you enjoy. Yeah. All right. So I think that's going to do it for tonight. And until next week, may the force be with you.